Hi everyone, welcome to Let's Chat Careers Advice. I'm Charlotte Lever and I work in recruitment at PwC. I'm here to chat to you about all things careers. I would normally be joined by my co-host Scott Keyes, however it'll just be myself. And for the first time in our podcast series, we'll be joined by two special guests today. So today we'll be discussing a topic which we hope will interest many of our listeners. Since the start of the pandemic, flexible working has become a key topic of conversation in the workplace, and it's seemingly becoming a more important factor in working life. Due to remote working, we've seen a massive shift in people's demands to be able to fulfill their out of work commitments, whilst also being able to complete a full workday. Today, I'm so pleased to say we're joined by Matty Donnelly and Sam Mills. Matty works in our Operate Technology team and Sam works in Infrastructure Services. It's nice to meet you guys and thanks so much for joining me today. Hey Charlotte, nice to meet you. Great to be here. Hi, thanks so much. So as many of our listeners know, we kick off each episode by asking our guests what their most human moment has been of the week. We've had some great stories so far. So Matty, Sam, would you like to share your human moment for this week? Maybe we'll kick off with you, Sam. Yeah, sure. So um, recently I was at a patient's house um, attending a, a 999 call. And I, and I guess for, for listeners that are not quite sure where this conversation has gone, that will probably be a little bit more obvious as we go on why I was doing that. Um, but she was she was quite poorly. Um, and I was with a colleague and her daughter ran off into her bedroom. Um, and she came out with a uh, one of those like troll dolls or those dolls with the big hair, this ugly thing. Um, and she walked up to my colleague and said, oh, this looks like you, um, laughed and then ran off again. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, um, I, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. He didn't, but the patient thought it was hilarious and said it made her feel better. So, so yeah, probably lightened the moment as well. Which <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then what about you, Matty? I, mine came about two months ago in a barbershop. I think where a lot of human human moments occur, but uh, I was in getting my haircut in the barber's usual small talk uh, between myself and the barber and got the, obviously, where are you from? Uh, me answering that, being from Tyrone at the time, the topical subject was football, obviously, so playing football for Tyrone, he started to uh, talk about the team in Tyrone, oblivious to the fact that I played for them. So I didn't want to obviously interrupt them, but he kept talking about the team and eventually made his way through the team and got to the Donnelly fella at full forward, who is me, of course. He still doesn't know, but he said, yeah, that Donnelly fella at full forward, he's bound to be close to retiring. And I didn't disagree with him anyway, didn't pull him up on it, but uh, it was quite, quite given in that he uh, he obviously didn't know who it was. You think you're obviously well-known in, in the Gaelic sphere, but he's got mayor and he's telling me I should retire. But it was funny, funny at the time. I didn't interrupt him. I told him, you're probably right. And I left there without him knowing that he was actually cutting my hair. But uh, yeah, funny, funny moment and human as well. And actually, sounds like you handled it really nicely by not telling him. You could have easily told him, I think. Uh, I just he he still had the he still had to trim my beard with okay. one of the blades, so I didn't want to didn't want to disturb him or yeah. Get him, I think that's a good choice. Under. 
so I think both of you have already made a couple of comments about kind of your your passion and your hobbies outside of work but just so that our viewers know exactly what it is that you guys are involved in um Sam do you want to kick off just by giving us a little bit of background about your really interesting hobby yeah sure um I mean it probably sits somewhere in between job and hobby on the spectrum um given the nature of what it is but I am a uh, volunteer first responder or emergency emergency responder depending on on what trust you speak to for the ambulance service so this means that uh, in my spare time not that there is much of it um, I uh, log on to the ambulance service um, control room um, and respond to 999 calls by members of the public um, so we attend category one calls in the um, sort of 20 to 30 minutes before a full paramedic crew arrives because we bridge that gap in between um, and for me it's sort of it's, it's something that I can do in the evenings and the weekends um, but can be sort of super surreal sort of going sitting in an office and then all of a sudden going to a medical emergency um, but yeah that's that's what I do in my spare time. And how long have you been doing that Sam? Uh, I've been doing it for about I must be about 18 months now so I started probably smack bang wow. when the coronavirus pandemic mm -hmm. started um, so it was an interesting time to join. Um, you know, I saw all, I saw the near collapse of the health service firsthand. Um, so it was a bit of an eye opener. Yeah, you'll probably never, hopefully, never see anything like that. No. But amazing no, that you're involved not. in that. And what about you, Matty? It's quite a contrast to what you do, I think. Yeah, my my hobbies are nowhere near as impactful as as Sam. But outside of work, I am extremely active as a sport fanatic but I play uh, inter-county Gaelic football which is the national sport in Ireland and uh, a survey that was taken two years ago now but every inter-county footballer uh, had to participate in it um, and the findings were that on average spent 31 hours a week uh, devoted to Gaelic football and that's on average me being me that I'm probably uh, well, well uh, above that. So it's a lot of time outside of your your working life, especially with PwC and in the, in the, in the corporate life. You can find yourself putting a lot of hours to your working career as well. So, uh, yeah, all my time outside of outside of work is probably devoted to to sport and inter-county football and in, in, in general. And for anyone that doesn't know anything about Gaelic football, give us really high level what it is. Uh, probably the easiest way to explain it to anyone outside of Ireland that's never seen it, it is like rugby with a soccer ball. So 15 aside, the goalposts are like rugby goalposts. The pitch is a lot bigger than a rugby pitch, but it's played with a round ball. And the physicality is very similar to rugby. Um, the running demands are similar to soccer, but it's a it's a cool sport. We we think there's nothing like it here in Ireland, but as you as you find it outside of that, it's relatively unknown. But I think anyone who watches in would enjoy it. Amazing! Everyone's going to go on YouTube it now after this listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm sure we're all wondering how you balance these hobbies with your day to day work, and also what sort of support you get from your teams. So, Matty, it would be great if you could chat us through that. I suppose in, in principle, it requires a lot of discipline. My week has to be extremely structured. 
uh, because especially if you want to perform at a high level in the workplace as well as on the pitch, uh, if you don't have a structured and disciplined week planned out, uh, one of the two is going to suffer, if not both. So uh, it requires a lot of, I say, planning, discipline, and and sacrifice. There is some things that you you can't do, but it really goes back to just managing your energy and probably one thing I always uh, look to do throughout the week is schedule a day or two if needed where I just switch off from from both essentially or you know outside of work where you just have time whatever it is uh, going for walks going to the cinema anything to make you switch off I, I do compromise like I would try and start my work day very early you're talking I like to get in maybe seven, seven in the morning. And I find that that window from seven to nine in the mornings when I'm most productive because no one else is really online and, and bothering you. So a compromise in that regard and then that frees up uh, the other side of that time after five, probably to, to dedicate to, to sport. Absolutely. I think really important what you said about making sure you look after your own well-being on top of balancing all those commitments. And so good to hear that there's kind of the support from the colleagues because it is quite different to what some people might be doing so good to hear that yeah. and Sam I know working for the ambulance service was something that you um kind of always wanted to be involved in can you tell us how it's been sort of fulfilling that that aspiration that you had yeah um so I mean when I was younger I I always wanted to be in the emergency services one way or another um, I used to sit and watch programs like Road Wars and things like that when I was a kid. Um, and the ambulance service always appealed to me and I always wanted to be a paramedic. But as we all know, life never really goes to plan, does it? Um, so I ended up landing in professional services and I've sort of been here for 15 years now. So so I can't really drop all of that um, with a dog and a kid with a house and all of that stuff to go back and to university for three years. Um, because it's just not feasible so this for me doing it in this this aspect whilst I'm obviously not paramedic but I do have I have had medical training and I do get to go out on a frontline role and uh, help patients it's a very similar role in that respect it's sort of the bridge between my childhood aspirations and my adult aspirations um, and it means a lot to be able to do it I think doing something where you see the instant result um, improving someone's life um, and outcomes for them um, can never be beaten in terms of job, job satisfaction so fulfilling that aspiration has really meant everything to me that's amazing and so amazing to hear you talk so passionately about it and that it has been everything you wanted it to be as well and probably a lot more yeah it's been everything i wanted to be and it's been a lot of things i didn't want it to be as well yeah um but um you know you take you take the rough of the smooth of it right for for every terrible job you get you have nine great ones where people are yeah. glad to see you so absolutely fab um so i think matty you already talked about kind of the getting up at seven o'clock starting work at that point so really i guess we talked at the beginning about empowered flexibility and kind of leading your day how you want it to be so it sounds like you're totally embracing that which is which is great can you tell us like uh, this sort of defining moment what that stood out for you that kept you motivated to carry on playing because even with that flexibility it's still gosh it's still you know 
getting up in the morning and doing the work, balancing it with the sport, that's balancing it with life, that's tough. So what's kind of been the thing that's kept you carrying carrying on? Yeah, so it's probably it probably I've looked at it the other way. Like I've always wanted to to play at a high level in in my sport. And that was always my my ambition. So the motivation was always going to be there. It's probably if I would look at it, it's what makes me motivated to, you know, dedicate my so myself so much to my job and and my career at PwC. And it's probably because I've seen the willingness there to to facilitate a uh, facilitate me a. Uh, say performing and, and participating in the sport but also like there's one there's one period of time in particular where I was going through my chartered accounting exams as well so that was that's obviously a tough a tough commitment uh, going through any professional exams and it was also at a time where uh, you had your usual sporting commitments as well as your nine to five commitments so you probably had an additional commitment thrown in the top of that and that was strenuous and I was struggling to maybe get that balance but at the same time it would have been there's points throughout that there it would have been easy to maybe say okay I, I can't do this now I'm going to park it and I'm just going to focus on nine to five and and my sporting career but I think the support from my teams then um really I really appreciated that looking back and it made me then determined and committed to, you know, repaying that and sort of just built that trust and that relationship that once I got out the other side of that, like obtaining my professional exams was a really big achievement and proud achievement for me. But it also after that I was like, okay, uh, I need to repay the faith and it I say those relationships that I have with the team now is is a massive motivation for me. I'm trying to perform highly in the workplace as well, but the motivation to to carry on playing sport has always been there because I love I love the sport and I love playing, and it's not something I'll always be able to do. I'm well aware of that. Whereas your career and your work, uh, you can always progress on that, so you can't trap the ball in that either. And I say because PwC have been so good to me in that regard, it's made me determined to, to repay that faith. I like that. It's, yeah, you're saying about repaying the faith. I think that's it shows kind of your character, but also hopefully the faith of the kind of the firm put in you as well. But yeah, having done the Chartered Accounts exams as well, I'm balancing all that at that point must have been difficult. <laughs> so well done for getting so, through it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I know even when I was going through the final exams, there was other people who played county football and they were saying they took a year out from county football to focus on it. And I was always thinking, should I do this? Should I do this? But thankfully I got through them and I wouldn't have got through them without the support of the firm, I'll say. Great. Um, so there'll definitely be people listening to the podcast who might be thinking about how they can change their working patterns to accommodate their passion and interests like you do. Is there any kind of um, advice you'd give to start having those conversations if for anyone that's listening? Sam, maybe you first? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's loads of things I think um, that we could that we could say that would help. But for me, I think the most important thing is you need to be clear on what you want to do. You need to be clear of the expectations of yourself, your expectations of your employer um, and the impact to your employer and yourself as well. So you can't go into those conversations with 
with uh, with your manager or, or however without being absolutely crystal clear what you're asking from them and what can they what can they what they can expect from you um and it also helps that if you can put an angle to it where it will actually benefit the firm as well um so there's a lot of stuff that i do with the firm that's linked to the work that i do with the nhs um there's various fair, uh, pro bono projects that we might have going on with the ambulance service which i'll get involved in which have been set up as a result um so if you can link it together then even better i mean outside of that it really comes down to the, the company culture um if the culture is willing to let you invest time in yourself outside of work then it shouldn't really be much of a problem um as long as it's approached in a correct way uh, and i think also you need to be super clear that it might not work with the firm that you're with at the moment or the company that with you at the moment for a number of reasons so you really need to sit down and think what's a priority for you and what isn't some amazing advice there i like the fact about being really clear on what your ask is so that you you know you're not moving the goalposts at any point that is actually what you're doing yeah yeah exactly i mean if you if you tell them one thing and then you end up doing another thing it's all going to go very sour very quickly fab and what about you matty following on from what sam said i think you have to make sure that whatever it is you want to do outside of your working life it's something that you're passionate about you're energetic about and you have to be really convicted that that is what you want to commit to and that will shine through when you're having the conversation with whoever it may be your manager um, or your peers and your teammates and they'll appreciate that and i think the workplace uh, today's workplace is much more accommodating on that front in that there's a recognition that a more rounded a person, a more rounded employee, someone who's happy in their in their life outside of work, is a more productive employee. And I think they'll they'll know that this is something this person is important to them. It's something they really want to do. And they should if you're in the right right environment, they should support that. And I say it'll it'll shine through in, in that conversation and that helps and It'll also develop trust, and I think that's that's really important. And I have a motto that I like to to refer to now and again, and it's you know don't have yourself living to work, work to to live. And that's really if that's something that that you need to do, um, to enable that, then you should really go for it. Definitely, some excellent advice there. Thanks so much, Matty. Great. I think as well you don't have to jump with both feet in first right so you can you can dip your toe into something um maybe try it for a couple of hours a week or an hour a week um and then see how it goes you you don't have to go sort of 100 percent straight away because if it's if it ends up not working then it's quite hard to undo absolutely so um we always like to end each episode by asking our guests what advice they give to their past version of themselves so thinking back 10 years um ago what would you say to yourself so sam you first that's a really really difficult question and despite knowing what you was going to say i'm not sure i've still got an answer um other than buy loads of bitcoin and then retire really quickly um i mean about 10 years ago i was going through a bit of a tough time and um, I split up with my fiance and lost my house and all that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't really see, didn't really see a way out of it. So I think for advice for ten years ago for me when I would have been in, in my early twenties is is actually it'll probably be alright and it's all just stuff. It doesn't really matter. You get another house, you'll 
you'll you'll still have your job you'll have a son all that kind of stuff so um i say hindsight is a wonderful thing but at the time it's um you, you don't really know do you so so yeah that's, that's probably what i would do if i had a time machine i think that is good advice it'll be okay <laughs> and what about you matty and 10 years ago i was just started out my student life journey in belfast so i would have said enjoy it even though i did enjoy it but enjoy it when it lasts uh, it's not always like that uh, but also probably at that age you can be fairly entitled or you can be fairly protective of yourself um in that not throwing yourself into situations that might uh, burn the ego or might make you uncomfortable but i think what i've learned uh, over the years is that is where you really grow and, and improve as a as a person or a player in my in my perspective is literally drop drop the ego ask questions um, always look to to improve and as Sam said it it always will work out if you've the right people around you you'll never be stuck um, and all you always have that to, to fall back on but yeah it's just get outside your comfort zone um, ask questions be really really curious at a at a young age and I think curiosity is massive for anyone who wants to to improve but yeah it'll all work out and also, you would tell yourself to pick a new barber, right? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not be going back there. <laughs> or using a different name. <laughs> well, thank you so much, both Sam and Matty. That's been a really interesting episode, and I'm sure our listeners will really value the insights that you've given, especially around kind of embracing flexible working and what it is actually possible to do, whilst also kind of hopefully trying to maintain a healthy work-life balance. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And don't forget, if you're interested in a career at PwC, head over to our website, pwc.co.uk forward slash careers. Thanks for listening and take care. Bye.